Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Angie, Estimate Rocket, and Paint Supply. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host. Welcome to the show, everybody. I hope you are having a good season. Uh, I'm excited for today's show. Um, I've definitely been bringing on um, different voices and minds in the sales space. And here's why. Uh, this season, as I've seen it from the, 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 the people that have their you know, boots on the ground, myself included, what I've, what I've seen and I've heard is that we're experiencing a little bit of a cool down. The leads and the uh, inbound, um, you know, estimate appointments, requests for estimates, they aren't as free flowing as they were a couple years ago. And that's got a lot of people panicking. It's got a lot of people um, crying out for the R word. And, you know, it's one of those things where there is a degree to which you can't avoid the reality. But there's also a degree to which uh, getting smarter, working a little harder, uh, you know, realizing that we can't do order taking anymore. There's a degree to which we can say, you know what, we're going to perform in spite of market conditions. We're going to go out there and we're going to find the people. We're not going to wait for them to fall into our laps. We're going to go out there and we're going to get after it. And, and that's where uh, things like direct sales come into play, which is why uh, today I'm bringing on to the show Mr. Lenny Gray, the door-to-door millionaire himself. Uh, very excited to have Lenny back on the show. Um, as we were talking before uh, going live here, uh, there are a couple things that you know we, I was expressing, he was expressing that are common pitfalls and challenges when it comes to um, direct sales itself. Um, for one, it is largely a very effort-driven process. It takes a lot of effort. Uh, you don't have a lot of money. You might have a lot of time. But as you increase in business, and depending on where you're at in business, you might just be a very busy owner. And if you're a busy owner, then you don't have the time to put together a, a direct sales program. And, you know, there's, there are a lot of folks out here who, um, as owner operators, they start in that, you know, that arena of, okay, I'm doing the work now I'm getting some of my own bids. And so, um, you know, now I'm out doing the sales and then you leave the sales. You want to, you know, your goal is to get off the brush and now you're doing sales, but now your mind is set on, well, maybe I want to be more of a true business owner where I'm hiring people and I step into this management role and, and, uh, and I'm leading people and I'm developing people, but 
shoot, your your training is in the paint. How do you go about building a sales team? You barely know how to do the sales yourself. You're just kind of winging it. And it's worked so far, but when it comes time to hire a salesperson, if they don't have a plan or a playbook to follow, they're going to fall flat on on uh, their face. And I think Lenny's going to provide us with some stats that will prove just how difficult it is to find and keep a salesperson. I'm very excited for today's conversation. If you want to uh, ensure that you are keeping up to date on all of the Paint Ed podcasts, including the, the shows done by our other hosts on the network, make sure that you are subscribed to our channel, whether you are listening on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to your podcast, make sure you subscribe, click that subscribe button. And of course, you can watch the full video and the entire backlog of our shows on PCA Overdrive, uh, where we have 500 plus hours of video content. It's $5.99 a month for uh, non-members and it's free with your PCA membership. Um, If you are at a point in the season where, you know what? sales you've you've been doing well you're still struggling on getting that work done you might want to check out my book sprint on amazon and subscribe to my uh, youtube channel craftsman painter where i talk a lot about production um, estimating for production and uh getting those jobs done it's a great channel you should check it out it's a great book if i don't say so myself okay um so we should just get into this show. You know what I mean? I've talked enough. Lenny is like, I'm going to have to use the bathroom in a minute if you, if you don't bring me on. Let's just start the show. Let's bring on Mr. Lenny Gray, the door-to-door millionaire himself. Lenny, uh, welcome to me, Ed. <laughs> let's get it. Let's yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lenny, I'm a big fan. You know that. Um, I'm I'm really excited to have you on the show. Um, you know, you've been in this space for a long time. For those of uh, for those of our listeners who haven't, uh, you know, they didn't hear the past episode. They're not familiar with you. Give us a little bit of background on your story and and why you know why you're talking to us today. Yeah, no, thank you, Torlando. It's great to be back. And and uh, you know, I've been in the home service industry for 25 years now. So a couple of days, I, I started in college doing door-to-door sales, you know, in the summer in between semesters. And that really got me launched into, you know, in particular, the pest control industry to start. But I wrote a book about, you know, what's it been, 11 years ago, my first book came out, Door-to-Door Millionaire. And what I did is I started to teach some methods for cold contacting, you know, for for that direct sales that that I call the armpit of all sales. I mean, hmm. it's... it's easy it's not fun and and that's what i wanted to teach is there wasn't really anything out there to read or to learn from and i kind of developed this system that i felt was very teachable replicable other people could could mimic what i did i'm just kind of a normal guy i didn't do anything fascinating or or super fancy or you know sometimes you see these videos of these sales reps and you're like well i never do that so what's the point um so so anyway I, i i created this system and and you know built my own pest control companies in the meantime I started getting a lot of uh, consulting gigs going as well in the home service industry and everything you, that you can imagine in the home service industry. 
I've consulted for companies to kind of help them with their their direct sales training programs. Wrote a second book a few years ago to kind of uh, piggyback off that first book and, and really kind of take it to the next level of some of those things that the really great direct sales reps are doing to, you know, to, to continue to increase sales and, and to be productive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, uh, yeah, I read that first book a number of years ago and, um, yeah, it, it's been, it's been useful. You know, I mean this, this morning I was, uh, I was even out pounding the pavement and, uh, you know, I, I knocked into the door of somebody who was, you know, pretty reluctant and, you know, ready to run me off. And, and, uh, you know, I went back to the book and it was like, okay, let's, you know, little name drop here. Let's see. I, I know I have, I know I've painted somebody's house around here. Let me, <laughs> let me say, do you right. know so-and-so? And, yeah, and right. sure enough, this, you know, cranky, you know, she was cranky. Why are you on my lawn type of thing? And uh, that frown turned upside down and we were able to have a conversation. So, um, you know, the, the things work and, and, uh, and, and that's why I'm always so excited to have you on because, because I always learn something. Fantastic. Yeah, no, it does. Like, like I said, there, there's a method and a system. And, and I just felt like when I went out and did it, I didn't have any sales experience, you know, prior to, to going out and knocking that first summer. And I just, you know, was winging it and learning and, and writing things down in between the doors, like, oh, I shouldn't say that, or this is when I need to say this. And I just learned these methods that work and, and they've worked for, you know, the normal Joe Blow, like me, like I'm just, you know, this, this normal guy, like, like most of you probably can relate to. And, and it just, it's a system and a, and a process that works and is something that I feel like anybody, if they have the, the willingness to, to do it, can, can learn how to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, what I appreciated about those first books is that it was really teaching tools that I could use for myself uh, to get out there and do it. But like I mentioned in the intro, a lot of business owners are at the point where they don't have the time to, uh, you know, participate in direct sales and they don't have the time to, you know, be that person. So we do, you know, as we grow in business, things get complicated, you know, we get busy or sometimes we just maybe maybe we're not as busy as as we used to from a day to day but we don't want to add something to our plate to, to make us busy. And so it's, it sounds like you're evolving this training and this process to, to, you know, ask the question of, okay, this is great if you want to do it for yourself, but what if you want to establish and build a team to do it? Right. And I think that's really what we're here to, to talk about today. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been shown, studies have shown that about 74% of salespeople fail. And the main reason why they fail is because their training falls short, right? And their their training is either non-existent or, hey, just go get out there and cut your teeth or, you know, here's here's an hour or two that, that I'm going to be in front of you kind of showing you how we do this. And then you're you're off and going. Right. And what I found is is there's a direct correlation between um it actually, it, here's my chain of thought. Here, here's my line of, line of thinking, how it goes. If you have the right training, then your reps will quickly get results. When they get results, they'll be retained. And when they're right. retained, they'll tell other people that actually helps recruiting. And, and so there's this, the, these three R's of results. Uh, you get the results, uh, then you get the retention, and then you get you know, other recruits. 
that if you can follow that path, it, it all comes back to that source and what kind of experience are they having? How prepared are they to, to taste success early? And yeah. so what I did with all the clients I've been working with in the home service industry, I, I found that there was this gap. There wasn't really a standard operating procedure, an SOP for direct sales reps. And right. what does everybody's first day look like? Right. Like as a business owner myself, I know what that feels like. You, you onboard some new reps and you're just you're just happy to get them out the door. And, and right. you know, you've got other things you're dealing with the bank and insurance and, and product and, and your fleet and everything else that, that a business owners is, that we do. We run around with our heads cut off half the time. Right. Uh, so I developed a, a program for business owners to, to have in their possession forever to get some consistency and continuity in their sales training. So somebody shows up day one and now they're going to be trained in a systematic way and everybody's going to be trained in the same way. And what we found is that will eliminate uh, having to give the, uh, the very, uh, and I'm trying to say this the, the nicest way I can, but, but a lot of business owners, you know, your sales reps not doing well. And it's like, well, you're just not working hard enough. Just, mm. just go out and put more hours in, go talk to more right. people and you'll, you'll right. get it. Or, and this is not just for direct sales reps going out, you know, on the doors, but this is for your call center people. If there's a system in place with how all, all the people handling sales within your organization are trained, then you can start to see and pinpoint specifically why they're not producing. And it's not just, you, you need to work more. Right, 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 right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to ask you for a little, little bit of a sneak peek here. I've got some questions, okay? Um, because there are things that uh, just from a, a standpoint of, you know, just even knowing what the word direct sales means, I think that, I think that some of us have an idea, but I don't think that we have a, a whole picture. So, so can you tell us just like, what do you really mean by direct sales? So pretty much anything beyond getting leads coming to you, right? We, we all do our SEO and our radio spots or, you know, other methods of advertising. Maybe we do mailers, whatever it is. When you have somebody calling you, um, that, that's a warm lead. And, and again, these systems and these processes should be used to increase the closing ratio of those warm leads you come in. I look at that. And you've read my my book, uh, Torlando, so you know it's like, you know, if, if I'm going in to a shoe store, and I'm a, a shoe store salesman, I already know this person's interested in shoes, or they wouldn't be in my store in the first place, right? Right. And, yeah. and so those should be almost laydowns. Like you, you should get the good majority of those. If you're not, again, there's probably a hole within what I call the sales flow process that takes you from you know that initial uh, contact, that initial approach, all the way to solidifying the sale and everything in between. And so if that's the case, if you feel like your sales team members, your inbound sales team, still their closing ratio isn't great, this would still apply to that. But generally direct sales is anything but that. So okay. you're talking about, you know, actually having people call in, um, uh, you know, that may be calling in from uh, a neighbor, right? Oh, I talked to my neighbor. They, they said, I maybe should reach out to you guys. Well, that's kind of my, like more of your direct sales. It could be something on the phones as well. It doesn't have to be necessarily face-to-face, -face. but anytime you're, you're promoting your, your service, your business, uh, in front of a, a potential customer technically can be uh, termed a direct sale. Okay. Got it. And so what are the most like effective direct sales activities? Like, uh, you know, starting day one and, and maybe on your first night through your 90 days, what are the different activities that you, that we're having uh, a direct salesperson 
do. Yeah, and, and that really depends on the position you're hiring for, because because there's a lot there, right? You you could have because of some successful marketing campaigns that you've run, you may need that inbound you know salesperson that mm-hmm. is, that is taking calls you know from those, or you might like you if you get super ambitious, you might be you know clover leafing that we call it around you know neighbors that you're doing services for. So so you're you're set up. You do a job at a neighbor's house. Well, I'm going to talk to their next door neighbors, the the three across the street, you know, neighbors from them because of name dropping and the power of of keeping up with the Joneses and, and right. the FOMO, the fear of missing out on a good deal and those types of things that, that are discussed in the book. Um, so I, I'm going to specifically target where I, where I want especially new reps, because again, you want to, you want them to taste success early. You want them to feel good about the job, but, but it can go from all of those kind of, you know, inbound calls. It can go from uh, what I would call, uh, you know, semi-warm leads, just hitting around, you know, job sites uh, to just strictly cold calling where you just Mm -hmm. start, you know, you pick a neighborhood and you start knocking on doors and, and trying to drum up business from there. So pretty much any aspect as far as what you're looking for. And I think all of those are viable options at any time. That, that's I think we talked about that in the last po- podcast, yeah. Orlando, where if you're struggling for business, well, just go out and hit the pavement. Like, like it's, it's, you can drum up business. I think you've done it yourself where you can drum up business right away, but it, it's just, it's, it's a difficult thing to do if you don't know what to say or how to say it. Right. Right. Well, and, and it's, it's like right away or, or, you know, down the road, you know, I mean, I, I, the, the, the neighborhood that I hit this morning, it, uh, yeah, that kind of clover leafing idea, we, you know, I kind of started there, but I did the whole neighborhood. Well, that house that we're in three months ago, I gave them a business card as they were walking home from school or from uh, the bus stop, picking up their kids or dropping them off or something. And, uh, I, gave them my card. We had a conversation and, and, uh, you know, they weren't ready then, but they were ready now. And so we, you know, came down and, and are painting their house. And, and there was a, in that same time that I went last that, you know, previous time, there was a guy that, uh, had us out to, to paint, you know, to, um, do a bit on cabinets. We didn't get the job. Uh, but he remembers me cause I, I just saw him today and he waved at me. <laughs> <laughs> you hope it was so, a wave. He wasn't shooting yeah, you off. That's you know? right. <laughs> well, I did get shooted off by another lady today. That was, uh, I was like, goodness, would you talk to your son that way? That's just, you know, yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine that some people can, can just be so cranky sometimes. It's like, I can't imagine that, you know, uh, I wouldn't want to be married to you. That, that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> it's your rite of passage. If you go to direct sales, you know, door to door, I mean, you, you have to get a few of those that, uh, it makes you who you are. So it's true. It's true. And there's always a nice person right around the corner, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things. So, so what are the, are there different roles within direct sales? Are there, you know, different, um, skill levels? Cause I'm trying to think if, if I'm going to start, um, this, uh, you know, build this program, um, who am I looking for? Uh, you know, what, what are the things that I'm asking them to do? Are there different roles or different types of people that we should be, look, be looking for? Yeah. When, when I look to, to recruit direct sales reps, I, I mean, it, it is a little bit of a challenge. And again, if you go back to that statistic where, you know, three out of four reps you hire are going to fail. Mm-hmm. So, Again, all the time and effort and money you put into to getting those reps, you want to kind of handle them with white gloves and make sure they're off to a good start. And that that's you know part of the reason why I built this training program is 
is I would want that consistency with everybody that I hire, regardless of what what position they're they're necessarily going to be in. But but I really look at it and I say, you know what, if if you can hire the willing, somebody who isn't afraid, they don't necessarily need, need experience in sales. In fact, sometimes to learn my methods and to incorporate those, it's better to have somebody that maybe doesn't have a lot of sales or no sales experience, because then mm -hmm. they're a little bit more pliable and moldable to say, let's learn this specific way to do things. And it just comes a little bit more naturally to them over time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, once they've practiced it, they don't have bad habits. That's what I find with most experienced reps. So if you put my program to the test with an experienced rep, um, you know, it's either going to really mess them up, it's going to make mm -hmm. them a lot better, or it's, it's going to take a little bit of time for, for them to find, you know, how what I'm doing and what they're, they might be having some bad habits doing, try to try to knock those out. So the, okay. there's different ways that goes. But, you know, I want somebody who's competitive. You know, I'll, I'll ask somebody, you know, if, if they played uh, played sports or, or what they did competitively growing up. I think most sales reps that, that have success are, are competitive. They, they, they want to win just like, you know, you want to win on the field. You want to win the, right. on the sale and, and those types of things. So I, I look at that type of a an individual. I also like to find out what's been tough for them in life. Uh, you know, a lot of us can go a lot of different directions with that. My upbringing was, was pretty tough. Uh, you know, went through a divorce and, and, uh, an interesting, you know, father figure in my life and, and those types of things that I'm sure all of us, you know, can, can relate to or have stories similar. Um, I don't want somebody that's just kind of had an easy life and, and hasn't really done anything difficult because sales is difficult and right. you do get knocked in the teeth and and you do have some you know nasty people that, that say different things to you and if you're not ready to withstand that kind of rejection then you're going to be pretty short-lived you know from from the sales side of things yeah yeah you know and i i mean i think that that you know the listeners are probably familiar with door-to-door uh, -door sales folks uh certainly you know they get knocks on their own door i get knocks on my door all the time and and uh you know, I'll, I'll always ask where you're from and, and, you know, nine times out of 10, they're from Utah and yeah. that, you know, 10th time. Okay. Maybe they're from Texas, but where'd you go to school? And they they'll say BYU. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Uh, I think I know the type here. Um, are, are college kids the way to go is, uh, you know, is this a, is this a job for, uh, you know, somebody that hasn't gone to college? Is it a job for somebody who, is has been in the working field that has family you know it just it just seems like from the what i've seen with people door knocking they they seem to kind of fit that young college kid uh you know avatar yeah no they, they do and, and i think depending on how you want to build a program like i'm always one to say as a, as a you know home service industry business owner myself like i would never um, not do something in my business that I wouldn't expect, you know, of somebody else. And so sure. for me though, is we have to hang out in those places where that avatar is, where that demographic is. And if it's the younger teenage, you know, twenties crowd, we have to find a way to hang out where they're hanging out, where are they hanging out, where they're hanging out at TikTok, they're hanging out on Instagram, they're hanging out maybe at the local watering holes, you know, off college right. campuses and, and those types of places. So if, if you're looking for a team like that, then, then great. But I'm always of the opinion to say from you know the business owner or maybe you have, you know, a, a, a right hand man or woman that, that's you know right there with you. I would think you'd almost want to learn this process yourself so that you could relate a little bit so you could have some expectations like that's where i think the value in my materials and my products come in handy is is 
you know, as a business owner, you know, sit yourself down, you know, we, we talk more about the details of, of what it is, but you have half a day and you've kind of learned my processes and my program. And now you have that as a resource to, to piggyback off of. So I think it depends on, you know, how fast you want to grow, um, you know, what, what you're looking to do as far as from, you know, revenue standpoint and, and what kind of manpower you have to back up, you know, that sales mm -hmm. force. The last thing you want to do is bring in a bunch of uh, great salespeople and then you don't have the capacity to, to, do the work for months and months, you know, right, uh, right, right. you got to be careful that that's why I do, you know, a lot of uh, consulting for companies just to kind of see where they're at and what their goals are and just give them an honest uh, answer and evaluation of this is where I think you should go and what, what you should do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could I could definitely see that, um, you know, needing to needing to be the case where um, you have to first kind of see what who is looking for jobs in the area, you know, and, and if, if you don't have a, a local college, then you're probably going to have a hard time finding college students. Right. And, uh, you know, I, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I, I live in a college town, so, um, you know, the students are back in, 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 you know, in town and, and I went to a, a job fair the other day, which was like a part-time job fair. And it was just like, you know, just like cattle walking yeah. through, <laughs> you know, lines yeah. of, of uh, local employers looking for, you know, employees. And it's like, okay, well, there's a lot of people that, that could be ready to, ready to work. But the hard part about that is that, well, you got to know a lot about uh, painting in order to be able to um, produce a sale. And so, you know, I think the thing that, you know, I'm kind of curious about and, and wondering about is, is, you know, it, it takes a it takes a while to know enough about the trade itself to actually be able to produce an estimate. And so would it would it even be wise to set it up in a way where, you know, a young person or, a, a you know, somebody who's fresh and new is is giving pricing on on jobs? Is that um, that that feels a little scary to me, to be honest? Yeah, no, no, it isn't. And it really depends on your your industry and and what you do to um, to to bid to give bids, you know your measurements in that. So yeah, in some industries, easier than other. It might be as simple as the square footage of the home, or you know you could just look at somebody's lawn and say, okay, if we're gonna you know if we're gonna do lawn care on this lawn, it, it'd be about this. And and some of them have the wheels, the measuring wheels. Right. So I don't know if you, if you set up, and it have to be the right person. But but do you set them up? Are there those lasers now that you go into a room and just laser measure everything? Like so, you know, yeah, you can you can laser measure, and and you can get you know you can get the measurements. But um, you know, for painting, there's more nuance to it. You know, there's the repair work, which is just. Um, you know, you, you have to know something about repair work in order to do it. So I wonder if there would be like, um, would it make sense to maybe the, maybe the goal is less of, um, them going in and, you know, putting a bid and saying, here's, you know, Hey, Mrs. Baker, here's your $10,000 paint job. Um, would it be, <laughs> would it make more sense to just have them set up the appointment? You know, like yeah. what, what are some tips yeah. there? So that this is the what we call the setter closer model, right? And and you have okay. these setters. In fact, this happened last night. I kid you not. I'm eating dinner. We get a knock on the door. One of my kids, you know, hey, is your parents home? Hey, dad, somebody's at the door mm -hmm. for you. And and of course, me, you know, the door to door guy. I, I'm never gonna like, yeah, not, you know, skate an opportunity to go talk to a door to door, you know, guy. So two of these two guys are at my at my door, 
and and they are a hundred percent setters. They basically they were doing um, wooden pergolas, right? You can do oh, anything okay. door to door, by the way. Yeah. So they were just and and it's hey, we're we're giving free bids. We have a guy in the area, you know, kind of the thing. I was going to ask them if they've read Door to Door Millionaire. I didn't, but I don't, <laughs> don't, don't self promote very. You well, should have signed. You know, give had the I signed copies have. ready to go. You know, I should. <laughs> darn it, that's uh, yeah. I, if anything, I just want to hide. You know, it's like you don't need to know who I am. <laughs> I don't want I don't want people, you know, lining up my house for autographs to Orlando. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> no. But um, so it, it was a simple setter model. You know, they basically said, listen, it's a free bid. We're coming out in the next couple of days. And they said, so what we can do is is we just have somebody come out. I just need to take your basic information. We'll give you a call like 40 seconds after we leave just to confirm the appointment. And that's that's our job. And, and so I kind of look at that as well. And, and in a lot of industries, and I think painting certainly one of them where if yeah, th there is a lot of uh, variation in pricing and things that a lot of people would take years for them to learn, then you've got the setter model and, and you just have these, you know, younger, newer uh, reps that you've got hired really to go out and do setting. And, and the great thing about my formula and my process and, and the way I teach it is that the setters can follow the same sales flow process. It's not just mm -hmm. closing the sale, but it could actually just be closing the appointment. You know, it mm -hmm. is it's really the same, the same methodology. Got it. Got it. And, and how are, um, you know, what are some different ways that you could go about a, a compensation model? Cause I, cause I think that for, for our industry, that, that setter closer model, actually, I, I feel like 10 times more comfortable with that idea than, you know, taking, a college kid and saying, okay, here's a, you know, here's a bid sheet and here's you know what you yeah. need to know and go for uh, it. I would yeah, <laughs> sinking ship right there. It sounds like. Yeah. So. yeah. so, so what would be a good like compensation model? How, how are, how are these uh, direct sales reps usually compensated? So you want to tie them into production, right? And again, it depends on where you're at as a business in, in some sense, you know, these setters get a, a, a modest uh, hourly, let, let's say and you, you get them a modest hourly. So they're encouraged to go out. You might even uh, spruce that hourly up based on number of people they, they speak to. The most important metric you can measure when you're dealing with these door to door direct salespeople is how many people an hour potential customers they're getting in front of. You know, it, it kind of drives me a little batty to think that that some of the statistics that that people promote or, or track out there from you know business owners is how many doors are knocked. Like if somebody doesn't answer the door, I couldn't care less. You know, we're not trying to critique on, on the door knocking strategy. Like do they right. do three knocks? Do they ring first? And then knock? I don't care if somebody doesn't come, that's a, a you know a potential buyer, then it doesn't matter to me, you know, how many doors you knock. So the first metric I track is I always say, if you're out in the field for me, you're talking to seven people an hour. That, that mm -hmm. is the, the minimum. That's the goal. The only reason you wouldn't be talking to seven people an hour is if you're selling or setting up, you know, several appointments. That's that's in the way of, of that. And right. then yeah. your production is fine. And I'm not even looking at the, the per hour contacts because you're setting so right. many appointments. Right. Right. So right. I, that, that's really the metric that I'm measuring, you know, for somebody that's out there in the field is I want to know how many people uh, an hour they're getting in front of. And it should at least be seven. So if I've got seven potential uh, clients that I'm trying to reach an hour, uh, I should be setting two or three appointments, you know, within that over time, right? Like they, they say that statistically for most door-to-door -door propositions, not necessarily the setter model, it's a different model, but for most, uh, you know, to close a deal with a new customer, you're looking with direct sales to be anywhere from one to 3%, depending on the industry. 
So okay. meaning if I have somebody out there selling, you know, pest control or lawn care, window washing, if I talk to a hundred people, only I'm going to hear 97 no's and like one to three of them or 99 no's and one to three of those people are actually going to, going to buy. So it's, it's a yeah. little bit of a, of craziness when, when you talk about what that closing ratio is. So you want to mix the hourly with um, compensate or commission based on revenue generated per job. So that gives them incentive to set good appointments and good leads because they want that $10,000 job and to make their X percent off that, uh, you know, because that's, that's obviously hopefully where most of their money is coming from is not the hourly, but off those commissions for, you know, for setting appointments that turn into money. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so, uh, so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, the process for onboarding. So let's say that we've kind of found an ideal avatar and, um, you know, I guess, I guess the question that I have is, is that, you know, being, being realistic here. Cause I, cause I think that, um, well, you know, I had a, I had a guy who last year he was a, an apprentice for me in production. And, um, you know, during the school year, he, you know, got, got talking to a recruiter for, you know, some pest control company and, and they recruited him to, you know, go up, you know, up uh, to Indianapolis to do door to door uh, sales for them. And, you know, I mean, he was, he was essentially promised the world, um, you know, he's a, like big baller money. And, you know, he, he was out there for a week, uh, didn't make a lick got a gun pulled on him, you know, like all this stuff. And he called me up and, or I called him up. I said, how's, how's it going up there? You know, with the knock. And he said, funny, you should call. I'm back in Bloomington. Can I come back and work for you this summer? I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, crazy enough, statistically speaking. So about 40% of new door to door reps, again, that, that direct sales, you know, there's, there's a few arms with direct sales call center and, and, you know, mm -hmm canvassing and, and that, but strictly just door to door, about 40% don't make it to their first month. So yeah. through their first month. So it's like, you know, that happens. And really part of the reason of that is because the closing ratios are so low, you know, when you're talking about right. one to 3%, if that's what the expectation is, then shoot, that's, that can be mentally tough on everybody and anybody. Right. So, right. Um, and, and really the funny thing is for door to door anyway, only about 16% of reps return for year two for, you mm. know, for, for a beat down, you know, in year two. So yeah, it, it, yeah. it takes a special person to do door to door. And that, that isn't necessarily what I'm saying. This has to be either, you know, th right. this can be somebody who's, who's answering phones for you. This can be somebody who is just clover leafing around other jobs. It doesn't have to be somebody that's strictly cold calling. Right. Right. So there could be other activities that they could be doing. Um, you know, they Absolutely. could be doing, they could be doing events. They could be doing, uh, you know, passing out flyers stuff like that they could be doing a lot of different stuff yep um okay so so we find we find the ideal person and um you know the idea is that we're going to give them a, a modest hourly rate whatever modest means and then you know some some type of a more aggressive commission structure based off of off of their sales correct yes Yes, that, that's the way I would set it up and really weigh that heavily on the, the commission part because you want good appointments because those people that are coming in closing, whether that's you as the business owner or other people you trust that have experience enough to, to bid a job, 
their time is so valuable, right? And your time is so valuable that when you're going to these appointments, you don't want to just highly incentivize that hourly or just the per appointment, you know, compensation, which you can tie that in as well. But you want these to be solid appointments that are going to turn into jobs that are, you know, average ticket value of minimum, if not, you know, blow the roof off, uh, off something that, that again, can incentivize those reps to, to get a really high ticket price or maybe knock the type of demographic and neighborhood that would generate a high ticket uh, contract that, that they're going to be able to, to reap some of the rewards off of that through their commission. Got it. Got it. And so, so we found this person and now it comes to like, we've got it, we got to onboard them, we got to train them. So what is, what is kind of the, you know, the first steps in terms of onboarding? Yeah. So this, this is where my materials come into play for, for those in the home service industry. Again, literally wrote uh, another book on a standard operating procedure for direct sales team members in the home service industry. So it is, it is customized and catered to those of us in the home service industry. And so what I would do for day one is I, I'd sit that rep down. I've got three different materials or three different resources. You know, one is a, is a book, essentially it's a playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's about, you know, it's over 29,000 words. So, uh, just under 30,000 words and it's a three hour audio book that I also self narrated. So whether they like to read or they just want to listen to the audio book, like that's, that's one of the first places I could start with somebody on day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the other thing that I'm including in that package is a, a two and a half hour training camp video. This is the same training camp that all of my own reps go through you know, before they start working for me. So right. it's the same material. There's, you know, parts of the training camp where you would pause and you would role play or practice with somebody, hear them say their initial approach. Somebody answers that door. Somebody calls on the phone. What's your first, you know, 20 seconds sound like? What, what do you say, you know, to that person? Or if you're an outbound call, you know, a sales rep calling, what does that sound like when somebody picks up their phone? So that that's what I would do. I would take those, you know, five and a half, six hours. You can put me on, you know, one and a half times or two times and I can sound like a chipmunk and you can get sure. through it a little faster. If you want to do that, uh, I talk pretty fast. So, so may, maybe that works. I haven't listened to myself, you know, in, in one and a half times or that yet, but right. it, might be, it might be fun to do that. But, but again, I, I'm looking at that first day, like day one, you are learning the process of how we do things here. This is right. how we sell. This is what you're going to say and do. Because a lot of times what happens is you hire somebody uh, as a sales rep and they're trained by, let, let's say you or a manager. And then, the, you know, they, they're going through their process and then you, you hire them as a trainer and then they start training all your people. Well, then that person leaves or gets promoted or, or whatever the case may be. And now you've got new people coming in. You're, you don't know where to start with them. It's like, well, I used to do this and I, I don't have the time really to do this now, but but I'll just kind of tell them to go work hard, you know, or, or whatever. Give them a few little things. So, you know, the right. other part of that training is is with each industry, you're going to need, you know, your own company specific training. You know, maybe an hour right. of that to so know a little bit about your business and, and, you know, your products and services and what you're offering. But for the most part, if I sat somebody down and taught them my processes, at least you'd have somewhere to go. And it would be consistent as you hired people year over year over year. And most important to me about doing a system like this is, is, as mentioned before, now we can pinpoint why they're not closing, why their appointments continue to reschedule, you know, why they can't get to qualifying people. Like I can start to to analyze things a lot better versus, again, just the the standard old, well, you just need to work harder. Right, right, right. And so that it sounds like that standardization and keeping it standard throughout the years is is really you know pretty pivotal and 
And I, I, I think I understand that, you know, I, I mean, how many times have I, you know, sat down and written out an SOP and then, you know, I, I forget that exists and then we're doing things differently. And, you know, it's like I'm having to train and retrain every single time that somebody comes in and it, it uh, you know, I have gotten to the point of where it's like, okay, I'm going to write this playbook. I'm going to canonize it and keep it in a place. And then I'm going to record a video on this. And so that I don't have to keep repeating myself every time, every time somebody comes in and I'm training them, I don't want to have to just like keep doing it over and over again, because, you know, as much as I like teaching, I also know that I'm going to forget things. I know that I'm going to leave things out. I know that I'm going to change things. And after a while, you just kind of get to this version of the, you know, of the end result that doesn't, you know, taste a thing like the, you know, like the original uh, recipe, you know, and, and uh, there's, there's, there's this, um, this story that I, that I like that I'm fond of telling about a, a certain chocolate bar that was, you know, super famous and well-known and well-beloved. And, you know, the, the higher ups figured out that if they, uh, you know, the analysts and such, they figured out that if they remove this one ingredient, that the product still passes the taste test and they'll save, you know, company-wide, they'll save a million bucks. And so, you know, the CEO's like, great, that's a fantastic find. Let's remove the ingredient. And, uh, and so they, they do it. Things are fine. Year goes by. The analysts come back. Hey, we found out. We did a bunch of taste tests. If you remove this one ingredient, they can't tell the difference. And uh, we'll save a million bucks. They do it again. And then the next year, they do it again. Well, by the third year, they uh, their sales start to go down. And they're, uh, they, you know, the people aren't liking the candy bar anymore. And everybody's like, well, why? What's going on? Like the taste test, uh, you know, they seem to be fine. Well, the issue was that they were comparing the taste from the previous iteration, not the original. And so even though it was not much of a difference from one ingredient gone to the next, by the time they get three, four iterations down, it's a different candy bar. And so that, so when you're training, I think about that because you could do it over and over again, but if you are relying on yourself to just kind of remember what to do and remember what to say, you're going to start forgetting those kind of essential things that made you uh, great in the beginning. And I think that works for sales. I think it works for production. It works for anybody that you're hiring. If you don't have kind of a canon of what is the right way to do things, what is the best way, then you're eventually going to drift away from what made you great as a company before. So that, so I, I love this idea of uh, pulling in video and writing and audio, in particular audio in our industry, whether it's a painter or a sales rep, especially if somebody's going door to door, you can listen to that audio book while you're, you're out there uh, uh, knocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I, I do, I, I, I totally understand. In fact, I can't remember where that chocolate bar uh, story was told as a book I read, you know, within the last year or so. I remember, you know, it's probably in a lot of places, but I remember reading yeah. it somewhere and, and, and thinking about that. So, um, but yeah, no, you're right. And, and I think, you know, for an owner, if you have a system in place for everything, right? It depends on if you want to scale, like, do you want to be stuck on the brush? Like you, like you said earlier, and, and that's fine. You know, some owners want to do that and that's where their happy place is and fantastic. But if you're really looking to scale, 
you have to have these SOPs. You, you have to have procedures for everything to do with, with your company. So when you start hiring out, you get the same hamburger made at McDonald's that's made in France, that's made in Bloomington, right? Like it's, right. it's you gotta have these SOPs. So everything looks, sounds, acts, the results, they're all the same. And, and I think in sales, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast last week and somebody had said, what do you recommend to the host? They said, what do you recommend, you know, the best sales training is? And there really wasn't even an answer. It was like, well, it depends on where you're, you know, and there's these guys and these guys have this series and that, but there's really not something out there, especially specified to the home service industry, like, like what I've created, where it's like, it, it can be applicable to any industry. Again, I've, right. I've consulted for, for all of them. I mean, I, I'm trying to think, I guess I, I should say those guys that knocked on my door yesterday with the pergolas and the what I have not thought about. You that. hadn't done the pergolas. <laughs> that, that was new to me and that just happened last night. So maybe. There's yeah, something. yeah, absolutely. So, so last question here, um, you know, what, what industry specific tips can you give um, us as, as painters? You know, we're, we're in an industry where the, the ticket tends to be, um, you know, I would say midsize, right? It's not, it's definitely not like a, a pest control or a power wash. Um, it's not a major, major remodel, like, you know, 50, $80,000 remodel on average, um, especially for the residential folks, you know, we're really looking in that, you know, five to $10,000 range uh, of a ticket. We could do projects smaller than that. We could do projects bigger than that. Um, it's generally a very customized price. It's it's not easy to, you know, just give a, a little one sheet that says a bedroom is, you know, $500. It's it's more nuanced than that. Um, so, so in terms of, you know, knocking on that door and um, getting the person to set that appointment, what what tips do we, you know, what, what tips or things that we could do to really um, see some success? Yeah, no. And I, I love the paint industry. I absolutely do. In fact, I've been working or dealing with some painters. My, my parents' basement flooded uh, a couple mm. of weeks ago. And so they had to you know, cut out the drywall and do all of that. And, and it was a nightmare because they didn't have flood insurance. And so oh, you know, it's, yeah. it's out of pocket and all those things. So I've been talking to painters and, and had some good conversations with them. And really, you know, that's that's an extreme example of, of when people need to, to have paint done. But nowadays, since COVID, I really feel like this industry is on its way up for a big boom. For, for those that are willing to go out, that have this, this sales process that can actually go out and, and contact people. Because I will tell you this much, is if somebody knocked on my door today and said, hey, we're, we're doing some, some painting around. We do exterior, interior painting. You know, we're professionals. We talked a little bit about, you know, maybe my initial approach, you know, a nice five-step initial approach that does include name dropping, like like mm -hmm. you mentioned. Uh, we we want to seem like we have a legitimate reason to be in their area, you know, why we're there, why we have a truck out there, why we're doing some some work out in that area. Um, I would hire somebody today. You know, we, we've got some uh, exterior parts of our house. We've been talking about getting painted. Here's the funny thing with those pergola guys. My wife and I have had this discussion for about a month now where we've been right. sitting in the backyard, we got a swimming pool and we were sitting back there and we're like, Hey, maybe over here, this, a pergola might be nice. And my wife right. said, I would have no idea who to even contact or where to start with that. Like, and it would take so much time to do that. And I feel like the same thing with painting. You probably sit around your house and you go, yeah, I could probably paint this or that or whatever, but people just don't know where to start. 
like who do I call? And yeah, you can go on Google and you can start, you know, doing the doing your research, but nobody really wants to do that. You know, if I'm going to be right. honest. So right. I think for us, all of a sudden these people came to the door with a with a pergola offer to do a free bid, and I'm like, holy cow! Like we were yeah. just talking. Like, Alexa, are you listening in on our conversations and sending people? <laughs> we weren't sure what was going on. That was really weird because I'd never heard of somebody knocking doors doing that. Well, I think the paint industry is the same way. If if you're giving, you know, name dropping, legitimizing yourself for being there, then you you go on to the fact that you know a lot of people are are looking to to, to get their home painted, whether it's repainted or touch ups or or whatever the case may be. And while we're in the area, we're doing a huge discount, you know, to to get a couple other people done while while our trucks are going to be out here anyway. And and I think most people have probably they probably have paint projects, you know, that they they'd like to to do. They just don't know where to start. And so they just need somebody to, to come and make it convenient for them. And I, I think that's right. what door to door and direct sales does at the end of the day. It just makes it convenient for people. Um, if you can present yourself in a right way, again, if you have kind of a script and you have a process that you're comfortable with and, and going through and you, you appear professional, I don't think appointments in this industry would be difficult to make at all. Yeah, you know, in fact, uh, I was uh, I read a store a study last year. It was put out by Angie, um, and it was uh, well, maybe it's a, it's a couple years old at this point, but this was twenty twenty one, and they reported that uh, one in three houses had uh, interior painting done, and and that is more than any other home service repair remodel design project that you can do when interior painting was at the top of the list exterior painting was maybe number four um with about a quarter of respondents having done exterior painting so that's huge that's you know every every third house you know it's within the last 12 months or in the next 12 months they're probably going to have something done and uh and i think that that same study even said that 72% 72% of respondents were planning on having some type of painting done within the next 12 months. So yeah. I think you're right. It's a huge opportunity. And if that's the case, just go out and knock. Yeah. <laughs> this, this industry is on the cusp. I, I really look at this industry like I looked at pest control back in the late 90s when I first started. Mm. And it was kind of a bunch of good old boys, you know, killing bugs. And, and there wasn't yeah. a lot of sophistication to it. And now the pest control industry is like, whoa, like there's some big time players, private equity money coming into it. I look at a handful of industries in home service, paint being one of them, where if somebody really wanted to take the ball and run with this, um, it would be game over. Because I yeah. think there's so much greenfield out there because so many people aren't doing some of those things that you see in pest or alarms or solar. And, you know, you, you see how they're marketing it. If you look at some of those companies that are absolute rocket ships right now, all of them have direct sales programs. All of them do it to, right. to a certain extent. Right. They don't have to do it you know, nationally or anything like that. But they all start like we started. I mean, we it was it was me selling my. You know, business partner spraying and we were a two-man show you know our first year we started all it so and, and i'm telling you i think this industry is is on the uprise and and really with go-getters that that are involved with it right now they're gonna be they're gonna be monsters in this industry absolutely lenny thank you so much uh for for being on the show today if um if our listeners want to want to get in touch with you and learn a little bit about this program um, you were telling me about it, um, you know, at the beginning of the show, you want to give a little, little sneak peek and tell us where, uh, where we can learn more about it. Yeah. So you want to go to my website, lennygray.com. 
Uh, I actually will schedule a free 15 minute consultation with anybody that signs up. And I had somebody in the paint industry, I was telling you to Orlando that I'm talking to on Thursday. And so uh, if you want to sign up, you want to just shoot the breeze and talk about where your struggles are, what you're thinking with sales. Absolutely. If you want to get this uh, training program that, that I've developed, then you simply on my homepage, it, it, you know, right there, it says, get my training. You have a button or you can just go to LennyGray.com slash training and get right to the page. It details everything, you know, what, what you get with the program. I'm offering a really cool special right now where I'm throwing in that training camp video for free. Um, yeah, just again, my, my goal is to help business owners to eliminate the stresses of, you know, sales team onboarding and, and retaining sales reps. Awesome. Well, Lenny, I appreciate you being on the show again. Always a pleasure until next time. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Thanks, Orlando. All right. There we have it. Lenny Gray, uh, the door to door millionaire helping us figure out a system for uh, direct sales. Um, I, I'm, I'm hot on it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really loving the, the, the prospects of, of direct sales. Um, and, uh, as, as, uh, I've also come to call it field marketing. That's another term that, you know, people have started to use. Um, and, uh, I think it's going to be really successful, um, in our industry. I agree with him. So definitely make sure that you, uh, check out his website and uh, get in touch with him to learn uh, more. Um, this episode, of course, was produced by the PCA. If you are not members of the PCA, make sure that you become one. Go to pcapaint.org to, to join, download, and, and subscribe uh, you know, to, to our show. Until next time, uh, appreciate you guys. Keep doing the good work. My name is Torlando, and this has been Painted. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.